This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Y'all know what I don't like that week before the time of the month. I got an attitude. All I want to eat is cookies, chocolate, ice cream, anything under the sun. I am just off completely. But now it's so much easier to manage PMS with Esto Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that's created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormone imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. So like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to somebody, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. Welcome to a special series here on the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast called She is Uncompromising. Women are constantly told to sacrifice ambition in order to have the rich family life that we all deserve. That's a lie. When we quietly accept this lie, we kill an important part of ourselves and our destiny. We compromise who we are until we end up unhappy and failing to fulfill God's plan for our life. Total life success means the baby and the business the thriving marriage and the growing company, purpose and profit, destiny and dedication to the path that is predestined for you. It's whatever makes you happy, whole and fulfilled. My latest book, She is Uncompromising, reveals the hard-won lessons and spiritual truths that can help all women take control of their lives. 
It's filled with poignant scriptures, intimate stories, practical exercises, and it's a must-have blueprint for building an unbreakable foundation of faith, family, and abundance. You can grab your copy today at tatumtamia.com slash book or click the link in the show notes. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sitting down with people who exemplify this same message by being uncompromising in their own life. When the scripture about um, God hearing the cries of the righteous, it has a little red squiggly line and I click on it and it says he never stops doing this. It's continual with no breaks. So you not only learn what the word means, but you understand the literary construct and what things are emphasized. Um, There's one called the high full meaning that you have to do this first before you get to what you're looking for next. Mm -hmm. And all of that just gives so much language and so much understanding to like, oh, this is what you really had meant. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. Like that makes sense. So I'm a, it's a lot easier for me to identify like, nope, I have to continue to do this. This is, this is the instruction. This is the, this is how I apply this to my life. And so the discovery Bible, I love, it has changed the game for me between that I still do the Bible project classes. They have classes that you can take that break things down and give you the questions. I love commentaries. Commentaries are not the same as devotionals. There's a difference, Mm -hmm. right? So a devotional is like the sermon. It's me coming in to encourage you. It has its place. Um, Some of them are not good. My grandma had one on her phone one time and I was like, girl, where? (laughs) what she's saying but devotionals are more here's my idea and let me show you how scripture supports this Mm -hmm. versus a commentary is giving you the historical background and the context for the scriptures and so I actually had the opportunity to write a couple of commentaries in um, seminary and the one that was my favorite well, I really enjoyed both of them. But the one that was my favorite was the one about Habakkuk. Because there's so much more depth to the story. Yeah, write the vision and make it plain. However, if you look at it in its totality, the vision he was writing was punishment because the people of Israel were tripping. Mm-hmm. And then Habakkuk got upset. The reason he had to go up there to write the vision is because God told him, like, oh, no, I see it. And I'm going to use the Babylonians to punish them. And he went on a rant and was like, you are a holy God. You don't use these unholy people to come mm-hmm. with us, your holy kids that you set apart. Like his feelings was hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm going to go up here on my watchtower because you don't have to talk to me about this. <laughs> <laughs> but throughout this, the entirety of his dialogue with God, yeah, it, it's still good to write the vision that God gives you and to make it plain for at the appointed time. So hear me. But we limit the story to that when yeah. it's about God telling you and giving you a set of instruction, telling you what the plan is, and you're disappointed and you're hurt and you don't understand and it doesn't feel good, but you seek his face anyway. And by the end, Habakkuk is praising God because 
he knows that God is sovereign and powerful and God continues to pour into him and allows him to see the totality of the plan. Mm-hmm. He didn't just get the vision and have an attitude and decide I'm no longer talking to God. He was like, uh-uh, let me climb this mountain. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be up here. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's great for you to write the vision and make it plain. But what happens when God's vision isn't in alignment with what you want? Mm-hmm. That's Habakkuk's real story. And that's what you can learn from him. But the commentary gives you that. A devotional will make you excited about making a vision board. Mm-hmm. And those are two different skills. They both have their, their place a little bit. Uh, the vision board, not as much for me, but the they both can have their place depending on who you are, how you work. If you're a visual learner and you need that kind of encouragement, then God may allow, you know, may speak to you that way. But there's so much that we leave on the table with Habakkuk. He deserves some respect. <laughs> yeah. and, and I love that we're covering this because again, I don't think that that going deeper part is talked about enough. And maybe for people who are, you know, in the pulpit or something like that, of course. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that us going deeper in our understanding of the word and our understanding and of the, the text and the definitions and all that and living it out, that doesn't stop. And that's where my frustration had came in because I'm like, I need the same God yeah. that I'm helping other people with. Like, it's so. we don't stop. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to settle and, and compromise mm-hmm. and living less than what God has for me. And that's what this series is about. That's what the, the my book is about. But to me, when we stop pursuing the deeper parts yeah. of God and the deeper is not in all of the fluffy <laughs> All of the fluff, that's yeah. a good word for it. The deeper is not in all of the fluff. The deeper is opening up this same book with yep. the same words yep. and going deeper into what it says. Yeah. And so I'm I'm just grateful that we're able to provide tools because I don't like to just talk about hypotheticals. Yep. and Get a commentary. Tools. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, history books are also like, so in me writing commentaries, the Bible is a is a historical text. Even people who don't believe in God and in they they're lost, but also and also they reference the Bible as a historical text. It mm-hmm. is a historical text. So I was writing um, a commentary on Second Kings, and I had to go to. The history books, because I wanted to learn more about this Assyrian king um, that the enemy was using, and it 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 at the math be mathing, <laughs> it adds up. There are things that are happening in history that are in direct correlation with the Bible. This is not some fairy tale book. This is what happened. It is the truth. And so, even using history books to understand more about the culture and the text. I even like using um, Google Earth because I'd be out here in these Galilean streets because I just want to see. Oh my God. <laughs> I just want to see, like, oh, Jesus, this this nice. This is where you grew up at. This is nice. I like it. <laughs> but I will because it gives me just some context to, like, put a, a visual with what I'm reading. Yeah. And we have the technology. So there's no reason as to why, like, okay, yeah, at some point I would love to go to Jerusalem. Until then, Google Earth me. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can you can see the structures in this and it'll say like this is where this used to be and this is what this country is now. And so just really understanding 
the world that God has placed us in, because even for the disciples, you know, we, everybody isn't called to a pulpit, but that is not an excuse for us to get complacent in the word of God. Right. Or get complacent in our relationship with him. Right. Like imagine this dude has been pursuing you, pursuing you, pursuing you, y'all get married. And then he don't want to do none of the stuff he was doing. Mm-hmm. It would be a problem. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so we have to continue as we grow to grow in the word of God, as we grow, um, continue to be better suited for the things that God has called us to. And most importantly, what I found is the more mature you get, the more God demonstrates to you that the Bible is less about you and only about him mm-hmm. in the beginning and the way Christian culture has kind of positioned it. We've taken the Bible and made it into this like self-empowerment tool. I'm going to use this to get what I want when I want it. And the the more mature I've gotten in my faith, this isn't even about that. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of us don't even know what we want. So you have these things that you think that you value. So for me, I thought I was going to be Gucci. When I get my nine to five, Monday through Friday, I'm no longer working these 12 hour shifts. That's ghetto. Um, I don't want to work nights. I want a regular life. I got to Monday through Friday, nine to five. Also very ghetto. (laughs) I'm like, I don't like this. God had to call me off of my job to really show me me, to really help me reconcile my personal values with who he called me to be. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we think God is withholding something from us because I was like, God, you said that you would give me the desires of, of my heart. And he was like, you don't even know the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea based on what culture has told you or what Instagram has told you or what your mom and them said matters to you. What I learned in that time I took off was that freedom matters to me. I love being a nurse practitioner, but my freedom and being able to be involved in my family's lives and having my day-to-day freedom is what I value. And the minute that God revealed that to me, he gave me a position where I could do what I love and still have the freedom and not have to compromise in other areas of my life. So a lot of times the things that we're praying for, we they're not the desires of our heart. And God already knows that because he searches the heart. You have not come yet to find out that this don't really matter. You're going to get there and hate it. So no. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that the word is where I go to remind myself that God is in control. This is his story. I get to, I get the privilege to partner with God. The purpose that we are fulfilling is his purpose. He knows the plans that he made for you, not the ones that you think he should have made for you. And Mm -hmm. once I started reconciling these things, it makes so much more sense. It makes surrendering easier. Like, girl, I ain't got to worry about, I don't know, these student loans. Jesus paid it all on the cross. I don't don't know. And I don't have to know. We take the the decrees that God gives us, right? God's word accomplishes what he pleases. So when a king decrees something in the old times, that was the end. 
even like you see in the story of Daniel, the, the king made a decree and he found out he got okie doked and he couldn't even take his own word back. Like that, like once the king decrees, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. What happens is we take the decrees of God that he gives us over our life and we try to stretch them, twist them and turn them to fit our limited mindset. And that is the place where we find out. If I just say that he said what he said and that's it. And all I got to do is follow the first set of instruction. And then I can come back for more. Mm-hmm. We the instruction, we ignore it. We only have to do it because we don't really believe the decree. And then we come to God talking about you are in warfare. No, you're not in warfare. You're in disobedience. And so here we are. And so we have to really make sure that we are remembering that this is God's story. That we live for his glory. It's his power. It's all his. You're his. Even the people that don't believe in him. They're still his creations and his creatures. <laughs> like, like they're still his. The reason he hasn't come back is because he wants them to repent. That's in Second Peter. Yeah. He's not slow to bring about his promise. He wants to give everybody a grace period to come back. But grace be running out. So mm-hmm. <laughs> as believers, we get the opportunity to be a part of the plan of the God who has saved our life and who loves us to help him restore what's his, right? His people. That's the root of everything that we do. And so it can be easy and it's not, you're not abnormal. If you get caught up in like making sure your bills are paid. Like, I'm not saying like, don't worry about your bills. No girl, I'd be worried about my bills. Okay. Like, can you pay my deal? Like, me, me and God be having to hit the Destiny's Child every now and then. <laughs> However, you have to remind your flesh, this isn't even about that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen um, the seed begging for bread or the righteous forsaken. And so, even though this situation looks like this, this isn't even about that. It makes it easier to say, okay, God, I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do. <laughs> okay, God, I need to get into this word and remind myself of what you've done, right? Once you're able to look deeper into the word of God, he reveals more. This is like the ears to hear and the heart to receive. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to hear like, hey, girl, this ain't even about you. Yeah. So when you're ready to get in line with my plan, let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll get a little bit easier. <laughs> the last thing I want to discuss is, you know, we talked to the person who's just coming into the faith and trying to, whether you're just coming into faith, the one who's trying to live for real, for real this time. Yeah. Uh, you know, those who want to go deeper. I want to talk about the person who also serves and whether it's ministry or maybe your business is a faith-based business, but most people who listen to this podcast are either entrepreneurial or an entrepreneur and God is calling you to lead in some type of way. I think that it's very, very easy to rely on past revelation, to rely on um, things that God has done. I always get weary when I'm listening to people talk and they're telling me about like their testimony doesn't doesn't continue 
after the salvation part. And I'm like, so what you been doing ever since God like scooped you up, you know, from your old life and placed you in? I got stories for how God pulled me up last week. You know, a testimony from this morning, a testimony because I desperately need, no matter what I'm able to accomplish or what he's able to do through me or what looks good to other people, I'm still like your grandmother on my knees, like, help. help. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Every single day, because I need him. Like, I'm, I need God, like, period. Yeah. So, but it's very, very easy to get caught up in doing the things that we don't prioritize that need. And that relationship can get stale routine. Even when you get married, there's a time where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's exciting, it's new, the passion is fun. And then there's a time where life is just routine. And it can get mundane. Why are you here? (laughs) Pick these shoes up. I'm tired of looking at these daggone shoes. You can turn it again. Thank you. Like all the like, little stuff comes. You do? Why are you breathing so heavy? <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's a positive relationship, but you have to uh, maintain it, though. Yeah. And so, what advice would you give? And we talked about working with God versus working for Him, and I think that's a clear distinction that will solve this problem. But what tips would you give people? And we've even talked about this about. Having to, there's a time to study, to communicate, to study, to do the podcast, to study, to do uh, mm-hmm. speaking engagement or whatever. And there's a time to study because God, I, I need you too. Mm-hmm. So how are people, excuse me, who do work for God able to make sure we're still using this text as our bread? Yes. We don't talk about this enough. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's something that I am learning in this season because I don't, I got to a place where it felt like this is transactional and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And it, I was like, I want to be a little selfish. Like I want to spend time with my dad for myself. Like it's great. I love being able to come and share. And a lot of times I'm excited. So I I'm eager to share. And mm-hmm. also there are some things that there are some times where I just want to be. And I miss that from when I first got saved because there was no responsibility for me to pour. My podcast literally started just from me sharing my study notes because nobody was talking about the how and I was trying to figure out and then I was able to share. The first thing that God has shown me is that we have to learn how to go to the wilderness. And I was like, what? We have to learn how to go to the wilderness. And this is one of those things where I immediately was like, let me go study this because I know we can't be talking about the same wilderness. <laughs> well, because Jesus was led by the spirit to the to wilderness. The, wilderness. Yes. He was, he, the wind ain't come and blow him over there. Yeah. He went. God, God also led the children of Israel into the wilderness. The issue is that we only look at that story because they spent 40 years there. It was supposed to be a 12-day trip. The wilderness is where we go to learn how to accept God's provision, to accept His um, him piloting us and telling us where to go, and to really be away from the noise. And we avoid it. The wilderness is preparation. 
So the the restoration that I really need, the, the green pastures and the still water, that's in the wilderness. And I looked in the scripture um, and I found where Jesus, he would steal away to a desolate place. Well, desolate and wilderness in English are two different words. But guess what? In the Greek, it's the same word being used. I said, oh, so the wilderness is not bad. The wilderness is where we go to retreat. It's an oasis. It's a place where you don't have to do any of the heavy lifting because he's going to provide manna. You don't have to um, hear and pour and pour and pour because you're being refilled. And so we have to stop avoiding going into the wilderness, going into the quiet places. Um, Some of us don't know how to sit still. And I'm talking to myself personally. Some of us don't understand that just because something is good doesn't mean that it's God. Once God showed me that, again, we are here talking about all of this demonology, but the enemy will use fatigue to get you to quit running the race because it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. He will use fatigue to make you bitter. So now you're not pouring out into people from a place of love and you're hurting people because you're burnt out. And so we have to really make sure that we understand that when God calls us into these quiet and desolate places, it's for our good. So that looks like in a season, cutting off certain aspects of your business, right? So for me, I God has been having me poor. I've been writing more. That's what he's called me to do. I've been doing my podcast. And so I haven't been as active on social media in this day and age. Culture will make you feel as if you, if you're not on social media heavy, you not win it, but we are conformed to the ways of this world. I know that I cannot, I don't have the capacity to pour in all of these areas and to do it well. Mm -hmm. And so there are some things that I had to call myself to the carpet about if God's word, because because God's word is perfect, and I know that to be true. I know that if my life is not lining up with His word, it's not Him. I'm the drama, so right. let's figure it out. If the yoke doesn't feel easy and the burden is not light, somewhere along the way, I'd have picked up somebody else's cross. And most times, if we really be in a hundred, we be trying to pick up God's cross. And you're going to buckle every time. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. Okay. The song said heavy, heavy. It's got so heavy on me. Put it down. <laughs> Put it down and pick up your cross. And that doesn't mean that you won't get stretched, right? There's still a level of stretching that happens on the cross. However, when I am in a season where God is calling me to do more than what I've done before, I'm graced for it. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel burnt out. I may be uncomfortable and that's life of God. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I may be uncomfortable. It may make me have to make different decisions, but I'm not overwhelmed to the point of failing and fainting. Right. Mm -hmm. So if the yoke isn't easy and the burden isn't like somewhere along the way, you'd have picked up somebody else's stuff. It down. It's likely that you are trying to be God, but and y'all, we we don't have the capacity. Yeah. The next is making sure that we are prioritizing our rest. Mm-hmm. 
if Jesus, who was God and man, was like, I'm going to take a nap. Storm, don't really care. Nap. <laughs> His friend died. He wasn't like, oh, I'm on the next thing smoking. He was like, I'll be there in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if Jesus was not out here allowing himself to be ran by his emotions, ran by the circumstances of other people, we have to learn how to acknowledge our emotions, right? So this isn't suppressing them. I took that instruction and was like, well, let me just stuff these away in my back pocket. Mm -hmm. That also doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But for us to submit our emotions to God and allow him to help us navigate them while still being cognizant enough to take the time that we need. Everything doesn't require a response right now. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to die if you tell them no. Even if they did die, you can't bring them back. And I'm not being crass. I'm being for real because I would leave my phone on. uh, I would never put my phone on do not disturb. And there was a season in my life where, you know, I'm the healthcare provider in the family. So everybody calls all the time. And I had put this pressure on myself of like, what if I miss a call and something's going on with somebody? And God was like, and what if you do? Mm hmm. Are you even at your best and giving your best advice and attention when you're tired? Right. When you're sleepy? If if I'm going to be emotionally distraught the next day, let me wake up to that. Let me have a full night's sleep before. Because a lot of times we run ourselves ragged because we're fearful of disappointing other people. And we do this self-sacrifice thing. Jesus already died. so Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't need to also die <laughs> not until he says so so until that time we have to have boundaries we have to be willing to go to the wilderness and then take some time to do something different slow down yeah. and Tatum were talking about this and I, I said I'm in a season of no longer being busy and booked I'm trying to be paced and paid yeah. Jesus kept a pace there's not one scripture where it was like, he ran to this. No. Because imagine, they didn't have cars. So if Jesus was a... Uh... This episode is brought to you by NPR, Black Stories, Black Truths. My favorite show on television right now is Abbott Elementary. And I am so upset that the season finale just aired. I love Abbott because one, I love the fact that Quinta Brunson started as an online creator and has just advanced through the online space over into television has created one of the best TV shows of all time. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I love it because it represents Black joy. It represents an environment that's so important for children everywhere, especially Black kids. When we're talking about a school setting, we're talking about some of the most important figures in our society, which are teachers and Black teachers and just how impactful and influential a teacher can be in the life of a young Black student. So I just love it. In addition to all of that purposefulness and the uh, just the impact that the show makes, it's hilarious, okay? And it's one of my favorite things to watch, and it brings me so much joy to throw myself into the stories of the teachers at Abbott Elementary. 
If you're interested in hearing more stories like this, you have to check out NPR Podcasts. NPR has a new collection of podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy and resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told by a unique Black perspective. From Megan Thee Stallion to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there is no limit to the range of NPR. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I've been thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users in 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Walking in these Galilean streets every day, <laughs> running everywhere, would he have been able to do everything effectively? Right? Mm-hmm. Would he have been able to have the the wisdom and the strength to do all of the hard things? He went forty days and forty nights without eating or drinking, mm-hmm. and still, little Lucy pulled up at his weakest moment. Take these stones and turn them into bread. And he was like, nah, I can't go four hours sometimes without eating. Mm -hmm. But it was only through the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was able to fulfill everything that God called him to. He fulfilled the entire Old Testament in three years. Yeah. He took time. There was a season where he was hidden. Okay. He went to that temple. 
And his mama said, where was you at? And he said, didn't you know I was at my daddy's house? And we don't see him for 18 years. <laughs> she was like, come here. Let me, let me real quick. Punishment. But it said that Jesus grew in, you know, in stature and honor with God and with men. And way too often, God gives us these missions and these purposes and, and all of the things. And we're so eager I think it's from a, a good place. Like we're zealous and on fire for God. The fire got to stay lit and it needs oxygen. So you got to rest. Yeah. You need the Holy Spirit. Find new ways to spend time with God. I recently started walking more. I don't always have to be sitting here, right? I can, I've gotten more even intentional about my worship more intentional instead of podcasts, listening to audiobooks on my way to work from people who are of the faith and more mature in me, talking about things that I'm not as knowledgeable on. And so those these are ways that we can still grow in our faith while taking care of ourselves to where you're not looking at God's word as a burden. Mm-hmm. To open every time I open it, somebody expect a word. There are t- sometimes too where you just need to hush. Mm-hmm. There are people who ask us questions all the time, and we I say, "Girl, I don't know you gotta ask God about that." Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to steward well over the gift, steward well over the assignment. We have to know when to speak. There's a time to talk, and there's a time not to talk. Mm-hmm. And we can be so eager to share. Sometimes it's out of the goodness of our heart. If we keep it in a book, a little bit of it is our own um, glorifying ourselves because we like being the center of attention and the person that always gives all this revelation. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful in these positions to not become the very people that we read about and study about. We can't become the people that only want to give people what they want to hear with the itching ears. I've had a lot of conversation, even one this week where I had to tell somebody like, nope, sis, that's not the move. I love you enough to tell you that that's not the move. Right. And she was receptive and I was grateful that God postured her heart for that. But all of this is not fun. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand that we have to steward well over the assignment, steward well over the gift, or we will turn into people who are false teaching, false doctrine, giving encouragement instead of edification. And you can give the word with encouragement, but we should be pointing people back to God always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it gets heavy. So if you are a leader, I challenge you to find a way to edify your relationship with God to change the way you spend time with him, to find a new resource, a class. It may be that you go somewhere uh, to a class where you can just sit and learn, right? So there's a lot of different ways, but you have to learn how to steal away. You have to learn how to prioritize your rest and to steward your gift well. Yeah, uh, and even in business, especially when you are in a service-based business, so even if you're not in a space where it's necessarily your uh, pouring into people with just faith. I know for me being called to both uh, more mini- ministry and marketplace, mm-hmm. it's like double taxing 
because mm-hmm. on one end I can feel depleted because I got to come and communicate something or, you know, I may be serving in some type of way. And then I'm, I'm just pouring out, pouring out, pouring out spiritually. Then I come on the other side of things with business and I'm got to make decisions, deal with clients, all of these different things. It's it for me, it can feel often double taxing yeah. and something that has come up more recently, because even as we um, my business, I was I was thinking about my business now getting ready to go on maternity leave and then what it looks like three years ago before I had my son. And I was like, what it, it this feels more physically taxing than the last time. But my business model is different, right? I'm, we have like our clients where we manage their shows. So we're doing recordings and all of these different things and uh, monitoring their shows. And it's more uh, service-based than it was a, a, a lot more passive last time. And I've had clients who, or, or people that I'm either working with or want to work with where they test my boundaries. And it's tempting to give in because you want to serve. And and even for me, when I'm on the business side, I'm not overtly preachy when it comes to like anchored media stuff, but I try to serve in a way that honors God. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it can, the line gets a little blurred, even for myself where somebody say, oh, can we meet tomorrow? Yeah, I could fit you in. And then then afterwards, I'm like, why did I say that? Because the reality is I didn't have time but I did it anyway because yeah. I'm trying to serve and serve well. Or um, I even had someone who was like, I was going out of town and I was like, well, I can meet, you know, this day, you know, it's pretty open now. Let's get something. But they wanted to meet the next day, but I was traveling and they didn't care that I was traveling or anything like that. They wanted to talk right then and there. And so I was able to accommodate that by delegating that to somebody else. But in my mind, I'm realizing like, okay. I, my boundaries be up, but sometimes them, them joints be blurred. Mm-hmm. Something has to, to give, or it's just simply not going to work. And yeah. so I think being able to bat or not necessarily balance, but being able to make sure that you're maintaining, mm-hmm. um, you're taking care of your temple, your body, you're taking care of, you know, your relationship with God is just really paying attention to things that take away from that, that take away from you being able to surrender. So for me, pulling myself up, I'm like, is this a fear of, you know, if you lose a client, you lose money. So, or is this a fear of, if you don't do what they say, then it's going to be an issue that's going to impact the business. And that's something I had to ask myself. Yeah. Like, let's get to the root of why you keep blurring your boundaries. Yep. And why you're so exhausted, but everybody else is happy. What's going on? Why is it that, and I talked about this with a previous interview, that at one point I found myself like, you know, I had my cutoff times of, um, you know, I don't work after 4.30. But what the quality of that time that I was giving to my family wasn't great because I allowed myself to be ran ragged before then. So yep. great, you have a cutoff time, but is the quality that you're giving your home the same it is leftover still. And so that's something else that I have to go back to God about like, God, where am I getting this wrong? Yeah. And so even with that, with the, with the clients and feeling like I have to constantly sacrifice myself, like you said, to accommodate other people, it's okay. Let's pull back. God, let's have another business meeting somewhere along the way. Like you've blessed me. I barely advertise, you know, one of our main services and these people keep coming. 
Yeah. But some, they, something's still wrong and we're going to have to fix this. Yeah. And God was even just sharing with me things that, that I need to you know, limited the amount of people that I work with. And um, even with our processes, delegating earlier than I would before so that I'm freeing up more of my time. But he gives me the different uh, strategies that I need to solve my problems. But again, being able to surrender is important. And pull back. And what I was realizing was I was self-sacrificing and not recognizing the sacrifice that was already made. And that was something that I had to repent for and go back to God and say, God, correct me. Yep. Because this is your business. These are your people. Exactly. These are your platforms. Yep. So like, where am I getting it wrong? Yeah. And how can I do better? Yeah. And God will just continue to build you up. So again, I, I want to emphasize for anybody that is um, doing ministry, you're doing business, anything you work with God. Yes. Not for him. Yep. And for as long as you work with him and you abide in him and him and you, you'll bear much fruit. Yes. Connection. Because it's not just getting this. Our lives change, right? 32 yeah. year old Charla is not 19 year old Charla, praise God. Um, and we, in every season, we have to be connected. Right now, I am still navigating and going back to God every other week about like, okay, I think we're getting closer with the schedule thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's still not hitting. What do I need to do next? Mm -hmm. Right? Don't be afraid to keep coming back to God about what you're struggling with, especially if you are operating in obedience in accordance to his word. It makes, it gives him pleasure to give us wisdom. And he has it. So um, like you were saying, you know, me being a nurse practitioner is not overtly faith-based, but I'm still serving God's people and in the, you know, being able to take part in the healing of other people's kids and think like it's, it's a lot. And my flesh was so tempted because back to school is coming up and they rolling out these incentives for you to pick up shifts. And I looked at that email and I looked at myself and I looked at that email and I said, uh-uh, no, you asking for it. When God told you, you could come back to work part-time. He was very, very clear. <laughs> he was very clear, right? Mm-hmm. You barely have time to do what you're, what you're doing now. And you have to be patient, right? It was me trying to, I was like, oh, money, easy. I'm in there. I haven't been called to that season. Right now, we are in a place where we have what we need and then some. So what would be the real reason? What am I taking away from that God has actually called me to in me doing this? Mm -hmm. And so even like um, yesterday, I went and got my hair done. And what God showed me yesterday, these are those revelations. It's like, ah, I have been basing the quality of my days on what I accomplish. That's a problem. Yeah. He ain't done dealing with me and giving me the whole download yet. But yesterday I had such a good day when I got my hair done. So I got to see my friend who does my hair. She moved out of town. So it's like, we don't get to see each other as frequently got to spend the morning with her came home. And I was so tempted to try to get work done before I had to go clock in in clinic. And I walked in my office and I touched my laptop and Holy Spirit said, what did I say? Are you surrendering? 
So I left it. And mm-hmm. I asked my husband, I said, you want to take a nap? And he said, yes. And so we watched the show. I ate lunch. We took a nap. I got up, went to work, was going to attempt to, after we get done with patience, I was like, okay, when I get done with patience, I'm going to then take advantage of this time. Nope. My medical assistants wanted to come and chit chat with me and have a good time. And just, I mean, talking about life, but it was an opportunity for me to pour into them. And at one point I was like, my flesh was a little annoyed, like, girl, but this is what God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. And I went home, I drove home from work last night. So satisfied. Like I was like, God, today was like a good day. It was different. Like, Mm -hmm. and he was like, yeah, when you aren't trying to live your day and base the quality on your, of your days on how productive you feel that you are, you'll be able to find a lot more joy. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that was the lesson. Cause I ordered pizza. Like I ordered this pizza uh, last night at work. And I was like, let's just sit and eat pizza and chop it up. Mm-hmm. And so it was a aha moment for me of like, okay, productivity is important, but it can't be how I quantify or qualify my day. Yeah. Trying to navigate that. And there are a lot of us like that. And so when he, Jesus said that he came so we can have life more abundantly, he already came. That's past tense. <laughs> he came and he went. So abundant living is available to us. And abundant living doesn't just look like coin. Mm-hmm. We could get into the definition of abundance, but y'all get what I'm saying. Just know that that's not what that means. Even mm-hmm. prosperity. I looked up what it meant to, to be like to prosper. And it was about being on the road to success. Mm-hmm. It's, it has nothing to do with money. It's about being on the correct path that God has created for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And so it really is about us stewarding well over our assignments, stewarding well over our time, the quality of our time. My husband told me last night that he was really appreciative that I just came home and it wasn't this scramble for me to try to get something done before I went to work and we were able to just chill and be normal. Mm-hmm. And this is what life is about that. You can have both. It's a prioritization thing. Mm-hmm. Like my rest, my husband, especially because I worked this past weekend, God was like, no, don't open your laptop. You're off today. And mm-hmm. matter of fact, anytime that you had to work the weekend before you off on Mondays from mm-hmm. your business, mm-hmm. it is decreed. No, it's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Monday, right? And so it's okay to go back to God and to ask him what this looks like. He's going to take care of us because we're taking care of his people. Yeah. And that's the and that's why it's so important to get to the root. Mm-hmm. Like God, why does my value why is my value contingent upon what I produce? Yep. Where did that come from? Can you help me deal with that? Mm-hmm. I want to live like some of these mediocre folks. <laughs> I'll do nothing and be happy. So happy. Why is it so much pressure for me to 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 produce? Can we work on that? Mm-hmm. And even for me now, you know, getting ready to go into maternity leave. When I tell you I'm ready to punt this laptop, <laughs> I cannot wait to cut that out of office on mm-hmm. and let somebody else deal with it because. Yep. I'm my prayers this week and something I'm really 
uh, trying to prioritize, especially for next week, because I'm coming to the end. I'm like, God, I have to take like a few days to pull back when it's just me and you. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get a hotel room or something for a couple of days, but I need to hightail it to the wilderness. Yeah. Because I need you to, I want to come to you as my, as your daughter. And then I want to come in and seek you for what this next season of my life looks like. You know, it's a new transition. We're adding a new member to the family. There's a new dynamic going on. So God, first I need you. Yep. Then can we talk about what you need from me for this next season? Yeah. And it's so important to do that. I feel like I, I, it was easier to do before I had my first son because I had no other kids. So, you know, but now it's a lot harder to do. Um, but it's something I'm really, really like, it's just a, it's a high sense of urgency for me to yeah. do. And I think for us, we kind of just do the things we hop right into it, but that pace yeah. is so important that we reel ourselves back in and we watch that the pace because yeah. the pace is what gets us out of alignment us trying to speed up us trying to make stuff happen it's us yes that, so self, say it on the show all the time self-regulation is like the biggest part of this yeah so for any of you guys who are called just always pay attention to your pace yes and if at any point you start jogging or fast walking. You shouldn't get to running by the time you realize like, oh crap, I need to stop. Mm-hmm. When you start fast walking, put a pen in it for a second and take a step back. Hold on. Am I, am I moving too fast? God, we good? Yes. Seasons, you know, things are moving at a certain yeah. pace. The What's pace driving increase. the pace increase? That's right. really, exactly. is it fear? Mm-hmm. Or is God like, okay, girl, ready, set, go. Because sometimes it's like, ready, set, go. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Okay, we advanced 10 spaces on the board. So it's also what's driving that pace and not feeling guilty. Like even as you're talking about stealing away, sometimes we feel as if taking the time for ourselves is neglecting the things that we love and care about most. That is a lie from the enemy. The Proverbs 31 woman got up early. Mm-hmm. Everybody was still asleep. And so if you need a weekend away, don't let like mom guilt or wife guilt get in the way because mm-hmm. you're going to do this for yourself, but really for them. Mm-hmm. So you can be in a position to pour. Yeah, you're there every day, but if you out here cussing your kid out every morning before school because right. you're burnt out, you're not, you you are going to be the reason they're in therapy <laughs> like in 12, 15 years, right? And so don't allow the fact that you are taking care of, of yourself to make you feel selfish, to make you feel anything outside of submitted. Right. Because that's what you are. I don't have enough strength to do this on my own. I got to go to the source. I got to go to the well real quick. I'll be back in a couple of days, right? Mm -hmm. And have that in place. So that way you can come back and be all that God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. It's so necessary. It's so, so necessary. And not even just for trans major transitions but this is a necessary part of doing this life even for myself like I wanted to tell um BJ I'm like I think you should also take a couple days you're getting ready to lead a family that's increasing in size and I submit to your leadership so as somebody who's submitting to your leadership I need to make sure you clear head on where we going (laughs) 
<laughs> just like I'm submitted to the Lord, I'm also submitted to you. And I need to make sure up here you clear. Yeah. So we can we all know that we walking in the right right way. But it's just it's so important. Again, I just even for life transitions, but for little things. Like I said before, when I feel myself getting anxious, that's a symptom that there's double-mindedness somewhere and it needs to be pulled back in. Most of the time we have physical symptoms of spiritual problems and we neglect them because we're trying to solve the the natural problem with natural solutions. But most of the time it's a spiritual thing that we have to deal with. Now I ain't talking about medical concerns. Take your blood pressure medicine. I'm talking about, you know, things like dealing with our anxieties or whatever, most of the time it is an underlying spiritual issue that we also have to address as well. The Bible says that he wants us to prosper and be in good health as our soul prospers. Yeah. So if we're not stewarding our soul correctly, Mm -hmm. then you will have those other symptoms, right? And we're doing ourselves a disservice. So yeah, get a therapist, sure. And also- you have to deal with the spiritual af- aspect of your anxiety in conjunction with you being in therapy mm-hmm. because you're, you're limiting the resolution of the issue by only dealing with one part. Exactly. If your blood pressure high, yes. Eat better. Yes. Take your medicine. Yes. Take your pressure, go see your doctor. And also we need to deal with, this 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 little gluttonous spirit that you got going. We mm. need to deal with you going to food for comfort instead of leaning on the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter. We have to deal with the spiritual component of your health as well. Yep, I love that. So we've been on here for a minute. It's gonna probably have to be two parts per usual. We'll just be right. But I want before we go for you to tell them about your book that you have coming out. I'm personally very excited about it, but I want you to know. I'm super excited. So I have a book coming out. It's coming out June 27th and it is called Sis Pick Up Your Sword. It is a Bible study guide and journal to help literally help you lay the foundation, relay the foundation. So whether you're a new believer or you've been rocking with God for a minute, it really gives some key components and a lot of revelation that I wish I had when I first started out on this walk. Um, And so we take the time to talk about things like purpose, spiritual warfare, a lot of these key components that we need to have a knowledge base for, and then also some very practical tools, like a summary of each book of the Bible. So you can kind of understand what's going on there. There's scriptures, the names of God, all of the tools that you need to really pick up your sword. The Bible tells us that the word of God is our sword. It is the only offensive weapon that we have in spiritual warfare. And a lot of us are out here trying to like pick it up and sling it. And we have no idea what we're doing. We're cutting people, hurting people in the meantime, and we're doing ourselves a disservice. And so I am super proud of this work. It is, I'm overjoyed. Like God is so good and it's all for his glory. And I'm just honored that he would even use me in, in such a way. If y'all would know where I came from. So to be able to, to pour out to his people like this, um, I'm super excited. And then the journal, it teaches, uh, or it's a place for you to keep all of your notes because in the book, I teach you a Bible study method called the Renew Framework. And it is going to help you really implement and improve your study time to make sure you're getting those 
applicable pieces and you're understanding context. And so it's a phenomenal resource. And I'm not saying that because I wrote it. I'm saying it because God put his hand on it. And it's <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a necessary resource as well. So congratulations in advance. I mean, I, it's still April when we recording this, but yes. it will come out probably the episode will come out closer to that time. Tell everybody where they can get it. So you can head over to prescriptionforpurpose.com slash sword and get your copy of the book. And when you do that, you'll get some couple extra bonuses. I'm super excited because I have some Bible studies and all of the things that are going to really enhance a lot of the principles there. Um, and you can also visit syspickupyoursword.com to get the book as well. So you can get it either way. We'll drop the link in the show notes, child, and you can get connected with us. But I'm excited about this book, just the lives that it's going to change. Mm-hmm. I'm already anticipating the overwhelm, ugly cry face that I'm going to come back to God. <laughs> like, right. you really had let me did this and people and oh my God. So I'm, I'm <laughs> fully anticipating it, super excited and just grateful and excited to see lives transformed. God's word is a transformative work. Mm-hmm. And so anytime that he allows me to be part and take place in his work, I'm truly, truly honored. And so I'm excited because it's going to change your spiritual life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for being on the show once again. I love you. I appreciate you. Yes. I We're live on YouTube right now and uh, we've gotten a lot of great comments and people really enjoying this episode. So I definitely can't wait for it to come out. But thank you for always being willing to teach, to share, and most importantly, pointing people back to God and and his word. What you're doing is is so important. And I hope you you really recognize and understand that. Don't make me cry. All right. All right. I ain't going to make you cry. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody on YouTube. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Find easy ways to store your outdoor tools and accessories at Menards. Suncast provides high quality and easy to assemble storage. Suncast storage sheds are the perfect solution for organizing and protecting your outdoor tools and equipment. Plus, their all-weather construction is low maintenance. Explore all our outdoor storage options in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save big.